0: Hello, and welcome to The Imagineer Podcast, your unofficial guide to all things Disney. I'm your host, Matthew Kroll, and you're listening to episode 63 of The Imagineer Podcast. In today's podcast episode, we're going to be talking about a classic e-ticket attraction over at Epcot, which is none other than Test Track. Located in Future World for literally the last 20 years, Test Track has been known as the go-to must-do attraction at Epcot and one of the best attractions at Walt Disney World. So in this episode, we'll talk about the rich history of Test Track, I'll share some fun facts and trivia, some things you might not have known before about this attraction, and I'll take you for a ride with me through binaural audio both of the original version of the attraction as well as the more recent modern version of Test Track which is sometimes called Test Track 2.0. At the end of the episode I'll come back and tell you a little bit more about how you can connect with the Imagineer podcast on all of your favorite social media channels and how you can help to inspire and create the future of this show. So. Grab some headphones, pull up your favorite armchair, and enjoy this episode of the Imagineer Podcast. When Epcot first opened in 1982, the park was quite different from Disneyland and the Magic Kingdom. Instead, it was positioned as more of a permanent World's Fair. Its two lands, World Showcase and Future World, offered guests the opportunity to explore the international cultures and cuisines of 11 different countries, as well as the technology being developed to build a brighter future for our planet and all who inhabit it. On opening day, Epcot had several attractions on the map, but the park was noticeably lacking any major thrill rides. In fact, Epcot's first thrill ride, Body Wars, didn't open at the park until 1989. And even then, the Atlas motion simulator technology used for the attraction was nothing new to Disney fans. By 1996, nearly 15 years after Epcot's grand opening, the park was still missing a major thrill ride. At the same time, over in Future World, one opening day attraction was ready for an overhaul. Nestled between Horizons and the Mexico Pavilion was a ride called World of Motion, a 15-minute omnimover attraction celebrating the history of transportation from the prehistoric era to the modern age. Designed by Disney legends Ward Kimball and Mark Davis, World of Motion was a whimsical and humorous attraction that celebrated the notion it's fun to be free, which was also the name of its theme song written by Xavier Atencio. By 1992, General Motors, the pavilion's sponsor, was suffering from a declining business and looked to Disney to create something new, something that would help attract new crowds to the park and draw attention to the General Motors brand. Already on the drawing board was a concept that the Imagineers had developed nearly 20 years earlier. In 1976, around the time that Imagineer Bob Gurr was chatting with General Motors head of design, Bill Mitchell, about a possible agreement, the team decided to visit the GM testing facility in Milford, Michigan. There, Walt Disney Imagineers watched prototype cars being pushed to the limits and conceived an attraction In which guests would play the role of test dummies riding futuristic vehicles being put to the test. Taking inspiration from this 20-year-old idea, the Imagineers pitched the concept to General Motors as a new e-ticket attraction for the park and estimated that the attraction would be ready to open in May 1997. On January 2nd 1996, World of Motion officially closed. While the exterior of the pavilion would remain largely intact, the new attraction would call for a large-scale interior refurbishment plus the addition of an outdoor high-speed loop that would be hidden from guests. During construction, Disney erected a large mural in front of the pavilion to tease out the new attraction, and they briefly reopened horizons to provide enough attraction experiences for guests visiting Future World. Unfortunately, by May of 1997, Test Track was experiencing a series of issues that prevented it from opening on schedule. First, engineers found that the tires used on the ride vehicles were unable to withstand the physical demands of the attraction. In addition, the operating system developed for the ride faced a major dilemma. It could only operate a maximum of 6 cars at a time on the track, only 20% of the 29 vehicle target for the ride without breaking down. One by one engineers and ride programmers worked to correct these issues and by December of 1998, 19 months after the estimated opening date, guests were welcomed to a soft opening of the attraction. Unfortunately the ride was still prone to frequent breakdowns during its soft opening, so the Imagineers continued work on the attraction. On March 17, 1999, nearly two years after its scheduled opening, Test Track finally opened to the public. Despite its initial growing pains, Disney and General Motors soon learned that the payoff was worth the wait. Test Track became a must-do attraction at Walt Disney World and achieved the recognition of being the fastest attraction at any Disney theme park. A title which it still holds to this very day more than 20 years later. Throughout the first 13 years of the attraction's life, Test Track's theme and storyline stuck closely to uh, to the Imagineers' original concept from 1976 and was full of subtle details that cleverly helped to portray a thrilling experience. Even before guests entered the pavilion, the Imagineers created a weenie to draw them closer. While the majority of the outdoor high speed loop would not be visible from the park, the final stretch of track would pass around the outside of the pavilion. Although the track was banked away from guests view, carefully positioned mirrors would provide a quick glimpse of the vehicles passing by at 65 miles an hour. In addition, the loud roar of the vehicles passing by every few seconds would provide an audio weenie to draw people into the attraction. Guests entering the pavilion would find themselves in the middle of an industrial automotive facility. The queue in particular did an exceptional job of building a factory-like environment. At the same time, the queue functioned as an educational tool to inform guests not only of the experience ahead of them, but also of the various parts that go into their cars and how these parts undergo rigorous testing before they're ever let out onto the road. In fact, many of the parts shown in the queue included demonstrations. One of my favorites, which was the windshield test, uh, had a giant anvil that would slowly be lifted high into the air to the sound of a blaring horn and then dropped at the force of gravity onto the vehicle. After a certain number of years though, that test was actually turned off since it proved to be the loudest part of the queue experience. As guests exited the initial part of the queue, they would then line up in front of one of three pre-show briefing rooms. Here, guests would get a more up close and personal view of the test dummies, the role they would soon play for the main attraction. In the pre-show room, two testing facility control operators, Bill McKim, who is played by celebrity actor John Michael Higgins, and his colleague Sherry would introduce guests to the particular tests they were about to undergo in their vehicles. In order, the tests would take riders through an accelerated hill climb, rough roads, emergency braking, extreme temperatures, corrosive conditions, hairpin turns, high speed loops, and a surprise test, which is revealed to be a crash test and was always met with some nervous laughter every time I experienced the pre-show. Upon exiting the pre-show, guests would then enter the loading area and board one of the attraction's test cars in one of six seats. From there, the tests would proceed in order as Bill and Sherry described, although one extra surprise test, the evasive maneuver, was also met with some nervous screams every time I rode the attraction. Once the attraction ended, guests would disembark from their test vehicle and enter the post-show experience hosted by General Motors, giving folks the chance to learn more about the future of automotive travel and even shop for a real General Motors vehicle. Before we move into the most recent version of this attraction, I'd like to take a quick pause to play for you the original version of Test Track, including the original pre-show and ride audio. As with other audio recordings, you'll find the experience to be the most realistic if you wear earbuds or over-the-ear headphones, but those of you listening on speakers will still find this to be a nostalgic look back at the original version of the attraction. Enjoy.
1: ready. Oh, thanks. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the test track. My name is Bill McKim. I'm up here in the control center. In just a couple of minutes, you're going to be out there on that track. But first, let's uh, put together your test schedule. These are the same kinds of tests that are run at uh, GM test facilities all over the world. Let's put up the uh, 26-8 grade. You got it. Okay, we're going to start you off on an accelerated hill climb. These steep grades give us a chance to evaluate the effects of heat and stress on your engine and on the transmission. Twist ditch or blocks. Let's put up the blocks, uh, German and Belgian. Next, your vehicle is going to go over a variety of rough road surfaces. These are designed to test the integrity of the uh, suspension and the chassis. It's going to get a bit bumpy. Yeah. <laughs> Next, you're going to see and feel what it's like when your brakes lock up and you lose control of the steering. Not such a good feeling, but hang in there because we're going to do the test one more time, this time with the ABS or the anti-lock brakes. Okay. Right. What's next? Let's do some environmental tests. Uh, Put up two, five, and seven. Seven? Yeah, seven. Okay. After that, we're going to subject your vehicle to some extremes in temperature as well as corrosive conditions to see how it handles nature's worst. And finally, we'll take you out for some handling runs. Off-road Let's do the cornering. Uh, I'm gonna send you through some hairpin turns, and then uh, we'll take you out and do the high-speed loops. And depending on how your vehicle and you hold up, uh, we'll even throw a few surprise tests in there. Surprise test? Yeah. Pick one. Now, if this whole routine seems a bit extreme, you're absolutely right But that's what a test track is all about. The uh, cars you drive at home are made up of over 15,000 different parts, and every one of them has to pass the test under very extreme conditions before we ever let it off that test track and out onto the road. Now, as you can imagine, safety is a big concern of ours, so we're going to insist that you uh, buckle up your safety belt securely.
2: You'll be glad you did.
1: (laughs) Oh, we're ready. Oh, great. Well, Sherry says we're ready, so we'll see you out there on the test track.
2: Good luck. Have a good ride. Until your test vehicle comes to a complete stop, watch your step as you enter the vehicle. Hello,
1: the seatbelt check is around the corner. For your safety, remain seated with your hands, arms, feet, and legs inside the vehicle, and supervise children. Thank you.
2: La estación de control de cinturones de seguridad está a la vuelta del Por su seguridad, mantenga sus manos, brazos, pies y piernas dentro del vehículo y cuide a los niños.
1: Hello again, we're just about ready to hit the track, so please make sure your safety belts are securely fastened as they always should be in your vehicle. Test sequence is downloading and we're clear for dispatch. Okay, let's move them ahead for test one. Vehicle two is clear time. The torque and transmission load data are looking good. Right, let's proceed to the rough road tests. You got it. demonstrate some extreme test conditions. Okay. Well Looks like all components are well within test parameters. Well, all right, that completes our test schedule.
2: Let's download the data.
1: Hey, thanks for being such a great test crew. Come back and ride anytime. Bye now. Bye. Watch your step when exiting the vehicle and remember to take all your personal belongings. Thank you.
0: Well, I hope you enjoyed listening back to the original version of Test Track. I have to admit, every time I listen to it, it brings me right back to my childhood, including the two-hour standby wait time my first time riding during the soft opening phase in the spring of 1999. I remember that day actually very well. And on January 6, 2012, Disney announced that Test Track would close in the spring to undergo a six-month refurbishment. Along with the refurbishment, Disney announced that the storyline, aesthetic, and ride experience would change to focus on the modern innovations and initiatives in the automotive industry. In addition to the changing ride, the sponsor would also change slightly. Instead of being sponsored by the whole General Motors Corporation, the new version of the attraction would be sponsored by just one of GM's brands, Chevrolet. On April 12th the ride began its six month refurbishment, and after a soft opening period that began on December 3rd, Test Track officially reopened on December 6th, 2012 and was unofficially referred to as Test Track 2.0. In the modern version of the attraction, Test Track still maintains its core identity as a thrilling e-ticket slot car attraction but the theme has more of a digital aesthetic that aligns better with contemporary car design. Guests now entering the queue are met with a less noisy and more futuristic environment. Even the tone of the queue music loop, which was once an industrial and percussion heavy loop written by George Wilkins, is now a more soft and hopeful loop written by Paul Leonard Morgan that aligns more closely to the overall melodic theme of Future World. In addition, the visual tone of the queue changed from educational to inspirational. Rather than tell guests what is already being done with cars around the world, the new queue is meant to showcase what can be done by showcasing some of the most forward-thinking ideas from Chevy designers and engineers. Furthermore, the pre-show changed to a more interactive, gamified experience. In just 3 minutes, guests are now challenged to create the highest scoring vehicle possible, measured along four main parameters to be tested on the attraction. Capability, efficiency, responsiveness, and power. As guests create their own vehicle, which links with a magic band or a park ticket, they'll notice that it's actually rather difficult to maximize all four of these parameters at once. For example, a more efficient engine might decrease the vehicle's power, and responsive tires might sacrifice some capability. In that sense the educational experience is more of an interactive lesson, and I always find it especially challenging to make my vehicle look as cool as possible in the process since a vehicle is really only as good as the price it sells for. Upon exiting the pre-show, guests then enter the loading area and board one of the sim cars, which transports guests into a digital simulated environment. Although the ride experience is the same for every sim car, the competition factor changes from one vehicle to the next as digital screens show the score of each guest vehicle design after each test on the attraction. On a more detailed ride level, Test Track 2.0 also removed a few classic tests, including the rough roads, extreme temperatures, corrosive conditions, and crash test. Nevertheless, the accelerated hill climb Brake test, hairpin turns, evasive maneuver, and high-speed loops all remain. And a new test, aerodynamic design, was also added to the experience. In both versions of the attraction, Test Track covers almost a mile of track, about 5,200 feet. It's over four minutes long and maintains a top speed of 65 miles per hour, the fastest of any Disney theme park attraction around the world. Believe it or not, the attraction though was originally intended to achieve a top speed of 95 miles an hour, but since the top speed on any major roadway in the state of Florida was at the time 65 miles an hour, Disney decided to quote-unquote obey the speed limit and lower the top speed of the ride. The slot car ride design, which was a first for Test Track, has only been used in two other Disney attractions, Journey to the Center of the Earth at Tokyo Disney Sea and Radiator Springs Racers at Disney California Adventure. Each vehicle on Test Track is also an engineering marvel. The three onboard computers give each vehicle more processing power than the space shuttle. And each car comes equipped with 250 horsepower and can accelerate from 0 to 65 miles an hour in 8.8 seconds. Unbelievably, each car is also built to travel, this is not an incorrect fact, 1 million miles in its lifetime. If only every car lived to be that long. At the current rate of 50,000 miles a year that each car travels, which is about 137 miles a day, that means each car has about 20 years of life before needing to be replaced. Without a doubt, Test Track is one of the most innovative attractions at Walt Disney World and has been the go-to e-ticket ride at Epcot for the last 20 years. It is certainly one of my favorites at any theme park in the world and I can only hope the attraction will continue to be popular for years and decades to come. Of course at this point I'd love to take you along with me for a ride on this attraction thanks to a viral recording from one of my recent trips to Walt Disney World. As with other audio recordings, I of course recommend listening with earbuds or headphones if you have them handy, but no matter which form of playback you choose, I'm sure you'll enjoy the experience. Oh, and if you're driving in your car, please do your best not to simulate the various tests as you hear them play back. Definitely not recommended as tempting as it is. And with that, I hope you enjoy Test Track 2.0. Number two.
2: For safety, remain seated with your seatbelt fastened and your hands, arms, feet, and legs inside the vehicle at all times. And please supervise children. Thank you. La estación de control de cinturones de seguridad está a la vuelta del estibor. Por su seguridad, mantenga sus manos, brazos, pies y piernas dentro del vehículo. Automated driving technology activated. Welcome to the sim track. with the capability test to see how your vehicle designs perform under challenging weather and surface conditions. Monitoring road surface. Connecting to OnStar. SimCar performance data acquired. See how your designs hold up now. Commencing sim car off-road and extreme weather sequence. Capability test results displayed and verified. Now let's see how your vehicles compare when it comes to their efficiency. here comes the final test energizing Sim car after you disembark. Please watch your step as you exit and remember to take all your personal belongings with you. Be sure to check your final performance numbers in our scoring area.
0: And with that, we close out episode 63 of the Imagineer podcast. I definitely hope you enjoyed this episode all about Test Track. As I mentioned in the beginning, there is, of course, a very rich history to the attraction, as with just about every other Disney ride out there, as well as some really interesting fun facts and details that I was so excited to share on this podcast episode. But I, of course, want to turn that conversation over to you. Which version of Test Track do you love more? And of all the tests on Test Track, which of those tests? is your favorite. How many times can I say test in one sentence? It's really easy to do with Test Track. In either case, you can send me your feedback in so many different ways. You can, of course, reach out to me on all of our social media channels, including Facebook and Instagram. You can reach me there at Imagine your Podcast. You can also reach out to me on Twitter, at Imagineer News, I would encourage you to also join our Facebook group, The Imagination, also called the Imagineer Podcast Disney Fan Community, to not only share with me what your thoughts are, but also to chat with other folks who are listening to these podcast episodes to get their reactions to this episode and any other episode of Imagineer Podcast out there. You can also reach out to me on TikTok at Imagineer Podcast or LinkedIn at Imagineer Podcast. And if you'd like to send me an email, you can do so by emailing imagineerpodcast at gmail.com. And you can also call our listener voicemail, which is 516-406-8376 in case you would like to hear your thoughts in a voice message in a future episode of Imagineer Podcast. If you don't already subscribe to the show, I hope you'll hit that subscribe button. Whether you're listening in iTunes, Spotify, Podbean, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, or any other podcast app out there, hitting the subscribe button makes sure that you are the first to know when new podcast episodes become available. And if you would take 30 seconds, one minute, however long it takes to rate and review the show in iTunes, that does so much to help our podcast community continue to grow. We have over 200 five-star reviews, and I want to give a special thanks to all of you who have already rated and reviewed the show. I do read each and every one of them, and it is been, it has been so encouraging and has really helped to push me to make Imagineer Podcast an even better show and community for you. But one of the best things you can do for Imagineer Podcast is to share it, Whether you share out your favorite episode, perhaps it's this episode or another, or you share out your favorite social media post or the podcast as a whole, no matter what you do, hitting that share button really helps to grow our community and does so very much to help spread the word about Imagineer Podcast and to share some positive Disney magic. And I would encourage you to check out our partners, both The Kingdom Insider over at thekingdominsider.com and The Kingdom Insider on all social media channels. Christy over at The Kingdom Insider offers so much amazing advice, has some incredible trip updates to share each and every day and is a source of reliable Disney news. She even gets the chance to go to some media events for Disney, which is always exciting when they introduce a new attraction or anything else that is new in the world of Disney. So be sure to check out the Kingdom Insider as well as our partner Academy Travel. Academy Travel has been helping to plan vacations to Walt Disney World and Disney Line and, uh, sorry, Disney Cruise Line and Disneyland and Alani. And so many other Disney destinations and other destinations around the world for the last 25 years, plus their diamond earmarked, which means that they are actually recognized by the Walt Disney Company for their exceptional service. So be sure to head to Academy Travel, or if you would like to request a free quote and have them help you to save money and to plan an amazing trip, click on any of the links in the show notes below, and that'll take you over to Academy Travel to plan your next Disney trip vacation no matter what you do though i really hope that you are doing everything you possibly can to create a better and a happier life for yourself and for all those around you do whatever it takes to make your dreams come true and i hope you're taking that very first step especially as we turn the page to a new year to make your dreams come true and remember as always that quote from horizons if you can dream it you can do it. Thank you so much for listening and we'll see you again in a future episode of the Imagineer podcast.
2: Vehicle doors close automatically. Please keep your hands and arms inside your vehicle and remain seated while traveling. Thank you. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the wonderful world of motion. General Motors now invites you to travel the open road to discover that when it comes to transportation, it's always fun to be free.